Welcome back, everybody, to the College Football Uncensored Podcast. Here for another week, I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, a random guy that we found on the street here, Chris Marler. Chris? Tyler, that's like not far from how I was uh, hired as like, from the, the whole company, so it's, that's kind of fair. What do you, what do, tell the listeners what you're doing right now. Listen up, uh, you peasants. I'm in Scottsdale on vacation. Um, no, <laughs> I like, I, we've talked about this like off air and I don't, I know that sometimes I, I say stuff on here where I'll forget words, like whatever the word was last week, that was a very simple word, um, or I'll make myself sound not smart. However, um, I mean, I don't like to think that I'm like an idiot, but the whole state of Arizona is, is like blowing my mind. Uh, the longer that we're here and the more that we've talked about it, because it, it doesn't make any sense to me that there's this many places that people travel to. I've never even thought about Arizona, about anything. Oh, this Scottsdale's the best. I told you this. There's so many. Yeah. Also, everyone's already been here. Like, like when I first yeah. tried up, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Arizona. They were like, oh, cool. What part? I'm like, why does this interest you at all? And they're like, oh, I love Scottsdale. And that's where we're at. We're at Scottsdale. So um, <laughs> Arizona's a good state. Yeah, apparently. I had no idea. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun so far. So we're um, we're out here on vacation. Um, first one of those in a long time, so that's nice. And um, we we're gonna be here, I guess, until like next Sunday. I was telling Tyler out there that like the amount we walked into this hotel and I thought it was like this secluded, quiet resort, right? <laughs> we walk in, and like I don't want to sound super insecure, but one one thing I focused on a lot during the uh, pandemic was gaining weight. Um, in the worst places, like which few people can do as well as me. So we show up and I was like, oh yeah, there's like, it, there's like all these different spa treatments and you know, like the stuff online makes it seem like there's like no one there probably because there wasn't in the last year. Yeah. There's a fucking thousand people in this pool, like, like club La Vila shit going on, like, like club in spring break. Um, it, like uh, just a million people, every single one of them was attractive, except for one guy who looked like a shitty drunk version of Chipper Jones. We'll talk about that later. Um, so I immediately was like, oh, we'll just go to the room, watch Law and Order again. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's been a it's been a lot of fun. The Instagram shit that goes on out here is mind like really is mind blowing because I, I told told you this again off air. I was like, we're looking at like events and attractions to do, and I kind of want to go to like the baseball stadium or you know, like just cool like go for hikes and all, all that kind of shit. Um, there were several several tours in quotes that you could go on that were Instagram related that were just two hour tours uh, where you would show up, pay $150 to go around like the Phoenix area and take four professional photos for your Instagram. And it was sold out for today. So you're going tomorrow then? Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to do the angel wings <laughs> at 10 a.m. So one of the things I noticed when I've, I've been out there a couple of times, the girls out there far more tatted than the girls down here. Okay, like, lots of armed, like full tribal arm, not tribal, but full sleeve tats. Yeah, um, you don't see that a ton here in the south. Um, there but are, it's a different uh, look. I'm not saying there's it's a bad. lot more basic tattoos here. I feel like, or like, there. How do I put this? Like, like I feel like in the south, anyone over the age of forty named like Deb or something or Trish has like a butterfly on her ankle. Mm. or like her shoulder um mm. you don't see a lot of that out here but it's like a lot of this is in sanskrit it means forever <laughs> yeah yeah i could see that yeah. um 
And before we get into it, quite the the mural there behind you. Is that just a bunch of young gentlemen in a, a quarry of... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about this. Yeah, so if you if you watch the video, uh, behind me is a group of... Uh, listen, I've really gotten into Law & Order SVU. So it's just a bunch of uh, underage men, uh, shirtless, <laughs> possibly pantless, under the water, hanging out in a creek. Um, just an old-timey photo. There's, there's never... There's never, like... Never a time I've seen someone do like the dress up for old time photos and thought like, oh, that's cool for one uh, or two been like something doesn't look like out of place. It's like, let's get this six year old dressed up um, in a corset and I let her hold a gun with showing some cleavage like she's six. So don't do that. <laughs> There's a flurry of activity, a frenzy of activity underneath <laughs> the waters. Fingers fluttering. <laughs> yeah. So um, interesting. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, background for you today. It's called art, dude. You I've got a pop shot behind me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, but so you, you took went so out long to for Arizona. us to record today is because you're putting together a fucking pop shot. Well, that amongst other things, you know, family life. It's all good. Um, um, you were at the airport, obviously, on your way out here. Oh yeah, we got to Twitter. this real quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll breeze through this real quick. But I was just thinking about this, and I wanted to get your input um the worst people at the airport and like all jokes aside and like a couple couple like really macho bros um made fun about this on twitter but uh not being out in public for like a year for the most part or like being around a lot of people um and then going to like a place like an airport and being like on a sold out flight across country is it was a little bit um much for like my anxiety yeah, like it was like, and this fucking guy behind me on the plane wouldn't stop talking the entire time. He was doing a crossword puzzle with his dad, and was like just yelling, and I was losing my mind. But like, I was thinking about this. Like, I love the airport. Like, like weirdly love the airport. Where I'll, I'll, I'll spend like way too much money. I'll, I'll buy like eighty percent of my the Hudson books. Newsstand. I love a Hudson News. <laughs> uh, God, there was no fucking Hudson News. Atlanta's airport has gone to shit. At least the B terminal, B concourse, whatever, whatever it's called. Uh, now I'm gonna go on a soapbox here. I could. There was a Sean John there, but there was no Johnson and Murphy. I was. I don't want to sound super white, but I was pretty offended. Um, <laughs> there was not a single Hudson News anywhere, and and so we we like like I like going to the airport. I'll get there like three hours early before the flight. I, I would say legitimately sixty percent of the books that I own. I haven't read for one and two. I bought at an airport, thinking I'll read it on the flight. Um, I love <laughs> the airport. Just to, you, you just get the free Wi-Fi and search Twitter the four-hour flight out there. That's all I like, did. That's all I did. Probably should have read the book that I bought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, so I, I I got over here and I was thinking of like the worst people at the airport and and like we could combine it with like people on the flights, especially because I know that there's like people hate the people that stand up first as soon as the plane lands. I hate that. Mm. Um, especially if they're like in the last row it makes no sense bro you're not moving for at least 30 minutes at all um we people that uh that clap when the plane lands because i've never seen that do people still do that i mean that's i I feel like that's something that people complain about and no one ever does it i've seen somebody do it at movie theaters yeah that's during clear and present danger with harrison ford but i and then i started clapping like an idiot because i was nine i was like is this what we do it's clap worthy yeah um but so for me though, like the number one for me is guys that wear sleeveless shirts. I just feel like you're a fucking trash bag human being. If you're showing up and where I've seen this the most is like the Philly airport. And it's always some guy who has like 
like a lot of hair on the back of his arms, mm-hmm. but like oh, still yeah. wants to show it off. Um, that's just so gross to me being that exposed in an airport. Um, the other ones I had were people that try to cut in the security line because they were late, and that happened to us as well. Um, mm. <laughs> that was fun. And then what were some other ones I had? Um, loud talkers on the plane for I sure. I think well, definitely one I agreed with you on was people that bring their own food onto the plane. So, and to be clear about that, like people that bring like food that has some sort of smell to Scent. it. Scent, yeah. Yeah, if you if you bring like, again. Like Chinese food. I'm like. Yeah, what? So next to this guy eating wonton soup. <laughs> He's got General Sal's chicken. I'm like, first of all, it looks delicious, but I'm kind of pissed that you're just eating this. Or like a burrito. And they take a bite and like the, yeah. refried, beans, the refried beans are just like oozing out like into the. It's oh, just like. That's could so you hot have- though. <laughs> the way you said it i got that did mural behind eat, me you talk about you refried beans stayed at the chipotle and finished that yeah, up before you brought I, it on the flight I, I don't understand like the uh, like this lack of self-awareness that has to involve but like it, like and i don't like if you have snacks that that's fine like trail mix again i just if i ever see somebody eating trail mix not at the airport or on a flight i just assume you're either a park ranger or super rich i don't know why you're buying all this trail mix <laughs> or you have like a kid's soccer game to go to um but like there were some that other people threw in there that were like really good. I, I said sleeveless shirts, people bring food on the flight, like literally any TSA agent, um, loud talkers, people at the security line, people in pajamas, my dad and snakes on a plane. Some of the responses uh, we got. So I didn't know this and I've, I've been an offender. Uh, people that wear sandals on the pl- like on planes. Yeah, I, I always did that because it's easy for, uh, for security when you take your shoes off. Yeah, but then that's kind of disgusting. No, like think about your like, bare feet on the floor of a airport that there's like 30 million people passing through i i've sat my entire life and i don't (laughs) like i don't think that i do a lot of grown-up things well but i've always thought that that was one of the smartest things i did going to the airport i was like dude i'm so prepared i'm so prepared like i've uh, this idiot untying his shoes (laughs) oh man yeah so Um, okay well good well you know i i i was also in a crowded uh, destination this weekend i went to the atlanta united soccer match yeah the football match and uh it's a full capacity first time obviously since 2019 and uh you know it was a little weird you you quickly i feel like my annoyance with people happens a lot faster it's like your tolerance of people's stupidity yeah has gone away you know you're used to 34 years of my life I deal with, you know, the stupid people out in large crowds. Then you don't have to deal with it for a year. You get back in it. It's awful. Just, it, it, I get angry so fast. Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> um, that was yeah, I was jealous about not being able to go to that game. It sounded like it was pretty fun. Uh, it was cool. But, it gives us a good uh, glimpse of what the fall should look like. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So other recaps from the weekend. The Preakness is this weekend. Which um, I watched uh, in like, you know, it's like a minute and a half. I was thinking about this. So, like, it's so horse racing is so weird to me. Like, I remember, like, my aunt and uncle who lived down there in the Bahamas, I've told you all about, like, they they built this home one time that was like, it's probably like a $1.2 million house. Like, they, I mean, they, they were loaded, right? And they finished it and it was like, a, it, they had made this everything custom to what they wanted, like from like the pool tiles, like to like every single thing was handpicked. And as soon as they got done, they got a knock at the door, like literally like the, like that night. 
and it was a, a Kentucky horse breeder. He was like, I want to buy your house. And they're like, no, it's not for sale. He's like, I don't care. I want to buy your house and offered like twice what it was like valued at. And they, and then just, he's like, but I want everything as is. Like, I don't have to buy anything. So just, there's like everything. Sounds but reasonable. It, but like the whole point of that is like, he could, he wasn't like Bob Baffert, but like, there's so much money in horse racing. It blows my mind because it's a sport I don't like truly understand. Because um, from my understanding of horse racing is you, they run laps and whoever, like that's how they train. And then whoever has the fastest lap, um, like once, like every like three weeks in May and June, that guy then becomes a millionaire um, after he's jacked off. And that seems like a weird thing because that's what they do with the semen. Then they 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 breed other. Or am I wrong about this? I, I just it threw me for a loop there. I mean, I didn't see that coming. See what I did there? You didn't. You didn't see the horse shake off coming as a topic. <laughs> um, no, I just. But like you know, I don't know. It's it's just the whole sport like blows my mind. Like and I think if they you know we have an obesity problem in America. If that's what they, if they told kids that that was going to happen if they competed in field day, think of how many more in shape young men we'd have in this river behind me in the photo shouldn't have brought this up let's so, move on uh, moving on from uh <laughs> should we talk football the nature of young men <laughs> so the the biggest thing this this week um has been all this nil shit this this is just a another crazy turn in college athletics um yeah to me, it's going to be a pretty big game changer, and and there, of course, the NCAA has completely botched this. So now there's different states doing different things. But uh, you had put in this article about the latest with um, the name, in image, and likeness rule. Yeah. So this is actually what I spent most of my time on uh, on the flight out here because one, it was so hard to understand. I like we've all heard about this like in some way, like you know, like you know students are going to get or student athletes are going to get paid or they're changing all this stuff. I didn't really look into like, like, I guess like the depths of what's really happening with it and how complex it is. And, and I've always said, I thought they, that student athletes should get paid in some way, but also that is a huge undertaking, like for the NCAA to take to figure out how to do it. It's going to be super complex. Mm -hmm. um, and after reading this article, it's from Dennis, it, it is mind blowing how many things are involved. Um, and so I understand the difficulties of that from the NCAA standpoint. However, in typical fashion, the NCAA hasn't done shit. And so it's, it's kind of funny to watch them squirm because of what's going on. And so for those of you unfamiliar, we'll, we'll give you a, a breakdown of basically everything that's going on um, in the least eloquent way possible. Uh, so there are currently five states, right? There are five states that have passed a bill um, for name, image, and likeness. Now, this was brought up in front of the NCAA in 2019 or, or, or like even before. I think it might have been even 2018. They could have gotten ahead of this during the Ed O'Bannon case, the former UCLA basketball player um, who tried to sue them for being in a video game in 2009. And of course, they did what they always do, which is just litigate, delay everything as much as possible and think, hey, we're the NCAA. We have so much power and control and money. We're not going to fucking we're not going to fucking change. Like, like, why would you? Why would they? Right. And right. so. They just kind of dragged their feet. And um, then in 2019, California was the first to actually, you know, pass the bill. But that's not going into effect until um, 2023. So I guess so what I should have said was there's been 
more than five that are passable. There's five that are passable that it will be in effect this year currently. So the reason why this is such a game changer, obviously, is because you're going to, for one, you're going to have kids be able to make money off their name, image, and likeness. But since the NCAA didn't get, didn't, didn't try to get out ahead of this and try to create like a universal standard for the NIL or get like a federal help from the government, which they could have done. They could have done this a long time ago. Like we saw how involved Donald Trump was. And, and like, this was an unpopular opinion, but I stand by it. I did like Donald Trump was very much involved in my opinion in getting the big 10 to play football. I think that he, he would have probably helped pass this along through, but they, the NCAA again, didn't want to do anything, just drag their feet on it. So now they're, they're kind of like looking for the government to bail them out um, and pass this before July 1st, because once July 1st hits, the five states that are ready to go, Alabama, Mississippi, um, Florida, Georgia, and New Mexico for some fucking reason. I don't know. <laughs> no idea why, why they need this in New Mexico. But those five states are going to have one. They're going to have a competitive advantage. But you don't have any other help from the like the rest of the country. Of like, What are you going to be able to – like all the bills will be different, right? Like every single single bill in each state is unique to that state. So now you don't have a way you're not only playing catch up, but you're, you're going to be trying to like increase the uh, I guess like, like the sticking points for one. And then also like, like the benefits for the player. So it's just total chaos. It's just complete chaos. And, and the NCAA, I, I'm pretty sure this is going to ruin them and take them down, which is kind of fine by me. Yeah, I mean, it's proving, I mean, even if they get something passed through, whether they do or don't, the state NIL laws supersede any right NCAA law, so it doesn't even matter, really. Um, I mean, I guess it does at some point, but I, it, it just kind of feels like college sports in general have kind of just been figuring out as they go along, and, and they're, they know there's some massive issues when it comes mm-hmm. to you know, amateurism and how much money the, the institutions are making versus the actual athletes and all that. But it's funny watching them scramble as this starts to come to a head, which I think we saw this coming, you know, when last summer, you know, a lot of the players were saying, we're not going to practice if, you know, this, you know, school tradition is still in place because of what Mm -hmm. it represents and really forcing change. This is coming and the NCAA just, refuse to look at it until now and it could be too late it could be too late and that's that's the part of it that's like like that is it's funny to watch because the ncaa has been such an asshole of a group about about trying to impose their will and really abuse their power And and they've i've said this before they're a volunteer organization right but they're a fucking volunteer organization that was making on the on the college basketball march madness like alone $917 $917 billion in total revenue or million dollars, million dollars in total revenue. That's insane. And so it's, there's, there's a way to pay players, right? There's definitely a way mm-hmm. you just didn't want to do it. And you and like, it is a huge undertaking, but you just didn't want to do it. So now, you know, you're getting kind of caught with your pants down. And it's, it's funny too, because Mark Emmert being at the head of this and saying like forever about how it's going to ruin college athletics and blah, blah, blah. We need amateurism. And now he, who's been, he's been beating this drum nonstop to his, his like, uh, NCAA council, which is the, that's the decision-making group, um, 
at the NCAA like headquarters, basically, right? So they're they're the ones in charge of like making policy. He's been saying forever, and and also to like their board of like commissioners and presidents, all that kind of stuff. We can't do this. We're not going to do this. Like we're not going to pay these athletes. Blah, blah blah. And now all of a sudden they had their most recent meeting, and he's like, "We need to do this by July first. We got to have this passed by July first. And then, and he's asking Congress to do it as well before July first. I'm like, "Bro, we got to fix the whole fucking country. Like we we can't. We don't have time to talk about like paying women's volleyball players right now. This is crazy." And so and the NCAA Council they don't they meet again this Wednesday, um, and then they meet again at the end of June. But there's a it's going to be pretty difficult in my opinion for to have all these you know old school conservative people that have been opposed to this forever to all of a sudden change their mind and be on board with doing it and getting it passed before july 1st so it'll be interesting to see what happens um like it is i will say that every single one of the states that has even proposed the bill or drafted a bill every single state like bar none right every single one has has been way more aggressive with the benefits they want to give student athletes than what the NCAA has proposed. Um, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey did say he he thinks there should be, he's in favor of like, you know, uh, basically a, a national NIL standard so we can all be on the same page. And I think that that would be what's be most fair because if it's from school to school or conference to conference, it's going to be really hard to keep up with like recruiting one for these G5 schools uh, or group of six schools. But I just like this is it's weird to watch because it's something we all wanted to see forever but you're going to see the most like selfish dirty like just wild wild west type of shit especially in the next couple of months i think when states are passing this i mean like there's been a representative from missouri and he might have been he's probably joking a little bit but he made the comment like out loud he's like we have to pass this bill we have to out recruit alabama and he's probably kidding if he's from Missouri, but you know that the state of Louisiana, who's honestly drafted the, the most creative and, and best bill so far, which is their, their way, uh, or like what they proposed was they are able to work with a third party group or company where they would be allowed to get around a NCAA uh, bylaws and use the logo and mascots of schools because there's so many, um, you know, in, NCAA, like, like, What's what I'm looking for? Like, like the trademarks and uh, licensing is so difficult to get around with the NCAA. It's and they're awful about it. Like they will, mm-hmm. they will immediately send cease and desist to anybody that violates that. So for them to be able to do that and players be able to to profit off of not only themselves but but be able to associate themselves with that school and mascot, that's huge. Yeah. So you're telling me right now, as it stands, that Georgia and Alabama have a recruiting advantage because of this. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think, yeah, it, it's just, but it's, Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen even said, he, he said that he has been using like the, the possibility and potential of, of players profiting off themselves in the, like, you know, once it's going to pass, he's been, he's been using this as a recruiting pitch since 2019. So it's already been yeah. in place. Like they're going to be doing it. And I mean, and yes, Marco Wilson be... just last year, he was trying to get some sort of advertising with like a sketchers or a journeys off yeah. of his his play and uh you know just wasn't <laughs> i honestly i just want all i want from this and i know he doesn't play college football but i just like when i was thinking of ads i just i, I would love for tim tebow to hook up with manscaped who sponsors 87 percent of podcasts everywhere them in blue apron yeah. um do not sponsor ours yet but uh 
you know, I, I would love a Tim Tebow ad and call it uh, Trim Tebow, you know, grooming mm-hmm. products. I think that'd be great. Love that. Um, Big Cat Bryant, he's down in UCF now uh, in Orlando. He could do something with that, that bitch Carol Baskins uh, oh, and her there, Big yeah. Cat Rescue. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Matt Golden Corral. I don't feel like he eats Love there it. a lot, but just saying, that would be pretty good. And then. Hey, we you know, should ask your boy about uh, what was his name, Golden Corral? That, that stole your Golden Corral joke? <laughs> RJ Young, Jesus. Um, <laughs> we could ask yeah. him about that one. I, I also, I think we could get like, I, I feel like the NCAA should just impose this. Like, if you are, like, the NCAA should have products that they can, like, let student athletes, um, like, like if you didn't get chosen to do a, a, I don't know, like a sponsorship with somebody, something like that, they'll have like little shitty side products that you could, you could sell, like make you feel better. So like, like Mackenzie Milton, anybody that's like a sixth or seventh year senior, but Mackenzie Milton, who's been in college for 18 years and has yep. torn his ACL or broken his leg every single season. Um, okay. Well, that's just a he, like, he could, he could do <laughs> copper fit commercials with Brett Favre. Oh, it was fun, man. huh? Hey, was it fair? Hey, it was fun. Levi jeans. <laughs> anyway. Boot cut. Um, yeah, so it should be interesting to see where this all heads. I mean, um, the NCAA, to me, you know, just even past the NIL stuff, I just don't see how the Power 5 programs stick with that kind of model forever. Yeah, I agree. Um, and something needs to change because, look, there's at this point, like, there is no parity in college football anymore. Right. There really isn't. So, you know, if they if they want there to be, there's got to be everyone's got to be kind of on the same playing field. And so the yeah. NCAA, obviously, not wanting to get on that page, is just proving how again how incompetent they are. And hopefully, eventually, they're just out of the way completely. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. Well, we'll move to um, that potential issue coming down the pike to a, a potential issue up in Columbus. Um, <laughs> So no. we, sent out a tweet, we sent out a tweet from our uh, at, you know, you can go follow us at CFB underscore uncensored mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter. We sent out a tweet from there. Lovely tweet. I'll have to go oh, back and look it. exactly what it says. But my phone was absolutely exploding all weekend with Ohio State and Penn State fans fighting each other in the comments. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that for sure in a second. Um, but it so was you over. tweeted out from the account um this article about ohio state we'll get into the story here in a minute that uh i found funny and it said uh, the only happy ending ohio state had in the 2020 season well you gotta explain what the the story was about this article (laughs) is about an ohio state masseuse yes okay i know what you're thinking uh we've heard some crazy masseuse stories lately with uh one deshaun watson but no this is this is not uh, one player having multiple different masseuses. This is a 41-year-old woman Masai. actively soliciting Ohio State football players and engaging okay. in relations with them sexually. After the headline was Ohio State masseuse or something like that, like is like sleeping with the team. Basically, it was like it was something <laughs> like it, I, I looking back on it. I did, it was pretty shameful, but I did what most of Twitter always does, which was see a headline, see a tweet, see something, overreact to it, and then write something in response to it, right? Like, because, because, like, the joke was there. I wasn't going to not make the joke. 
But I also right. kind of assumed I was like, oh, wow, they have a team masseuse that's like given happy endings. Of course they do. I don't know why they need a team masseuse because they only played seven fucking games this year. So they could have been that tired. They had three weeks off in between every game. So I'm looking, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I'm purely for the jokes, like, like fascinated. I started looking into it. So this woman, when it says Ohio State masseuse, she, she didn't work, work for, for the university. State. She like no. at all. And she, so, so I felt bad about that part because so basically what was happening was a 41 year old woman who was a professional masseuse, 20, like two hours North of, of uh, Columbus was offering players like she would get in their DMS offering players um, basically happy endings, right? Like, like uh, massages and massage therapy. And then she would use that, like that invite as a way to like initiate sexual contact with them. Right. This is what it said. And, and so <laughs> I love the way they described it. It was like, she had two methods <laughs> upon our investigation. She had two methods of doing this. And it was like, one was like, just offering the massage for free and then doing it when she got there. Another one was like saying super overtly like, like suggestive and sexual shit to him beforehand to see if they were down. But what she was also doing was she was, she was like going to give them these free massages and then waiting until afterwards where she would, she would like initiate after the massage that she said was free. She would initiate having like sex with them or like some sort of like, sex act with them and then when they were done demand money i don't know how stupid this this is the worst business model besides the we work thing that i've ever heard of because like i listen we just talked about players getting paid and i get it but i don't know a single person that if you're in college in college a college student someone's like hey you want to have sex so you're probably going to say yes for one two they ask you to pay him afterwards. Like, no, we're good, man. We've like we've already got the service. We're fine here. I'm gonna go play video games now. See you later. <laughs> that is the like name a worst business model. Oh, this woman was aggressive. She was as soon as any high school player signed their letter of intent to play with the house state, she was that, reaching out to them. That was and also that a bit is too much. terrifying. And yeah. she's she was pulling a Mets uh, former GM who remember if you remember that story like he yeah. would just text people and they wouldn't respond and so he would just end up sending like a dick pic that's like, not she basically was doing the same thing people weren't responding and she'd just send unsolicited photos until they would respond and be like fine we'll take a free massage <laughs> how desperate do you have to be it's insane <laughs> fine we'll take a free massage um <laughs> lady just it's like the like the billy masnick lady you're scaring us um yeah so that i mean that is that's upsetting for her uh for sure but um also what was more upsetting was afterwards when we sent this tweet out and no hold on real quick okay because i want to i just want to say one more thing about this business model (laughs) and and just how incredible this would be like imagine this woman going into like like shark tank this would be an incredible episode of shark tank what the hell was that hello a ghost in here um i heard like, that what, what the hell was yeah that? i don't know that was really weird but like imagine <laughs> the terror imagine, the like, sheer terror on your face just freaking now. out right now um so imagine though imagine going into like shark tank with this and then and just being like like okay so listen i'm looking for a 10 percent investor and a hundred thousand dollars what i do is i go into college athletic uh, departments and i offer free massages and then i ask everyone like i have sex with them and ask them for money afterwards I just, that would just be incredible, incredible theater to watch. Um, anyway, 
but yeah, so the the real, like you said, the real terror was afterwards, because in our mentions we had Ohio State fans and Penn State fans arguing about who about, was the, like what like, was worse, yeah, about like character. Kids <laughs> or like, I'm like, guys, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, I like watching. I don't like. I don't like Ohio State fans for the most part, and I get it because they're basically just Bama fans that live up north. I will say the Penn State stuff. If you're a sympathizer with Joe Pa and what happened, I have zero respect for you at all. Like, I yeah. like, it, like if you if you are that into that university or that football program that you you could make those kind of um, what's the best way to put it? Like, like those kind of compromises to your own moral, um, like you know, it just, that's so fucking gross. That's just like, it's just, if you, anyway, moving past that though, <laughs> I've like felt bad for some of them. Cause like, I remember I watched this documentary I brought up here several times before called happy Valley. And it's really interesting if you think about it, because if this would have happened in Alabama, it would be horrible. And like, you want justice for these, these kids and who are scarred for life and this terrible, horrific fucking monster. Like that was coaching your program at the same time. As a fan, like you're like, fuck, man, I really don't want to have four years of no football. But they should have gotten the death penalty, right? So that yeah. puts the fans in like a tough spot. But watching Ohio State fans <laughs> and Penn State fans argue over like morals and character, that was like that's like fucking Casey Anthony and the mom from home alone arguing about who's a better parent. Like, you know what? Listen, I understand Casey Anthony killed her kid, but you're not that much better, whatever your fucking name is, because you've forgotten your kid twice, two years in a row at Christmas. Kids fucking home alone by himself fighting off robbers again. <laughs> this is Get twice now, horse. Mrs. McAllister. That, there's like, listen, I just how come I, they're I not in jail? Like, for, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, man, the cancel culture would have just they would rip them apart. I I feel like we don't need to get into home alone two things. I have a lot of thoughts on it, but it, I just I love my mom, but if she did that to me, there's no fucking way if she found me at a Christmas tree in New York on Christmas Eve that I'm just like, hey, mom. I'm like, are you fucking serious, Lightning? Yeah. I better have a great I found Christmas a new tomorrow. This woman that I'm feeding pigeons with. Yeah. You can go home. And you know what? And also, let me say another thing. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Hey, Dad, fuck off with you getting upset about the credit card bill that was $900 because you left me yeah. in New York. Yeah. You know, did, was I supposed to know that the Plaza Hotel was this five-star place? I mean, you know, all I'm doing is just trying to survive as a kid. Yeah. Totally unrealistic, like, credit card bill, by the way. You're at the Plaza Hotel for a week, and then like your room service is only nine hundred dollars. It's like, okay, listen, fucking iced tea at this place in Arizona is four dollars a piece. You imagine how many iced teas I've had? A lot, a lot. Anyway, so yeah, so we so Penn State fans remain the worst about that whole subject. Um, I think we were going to talk about worst fan bases, but I think we likely know who the worst fan yeah. bases are. We'll, we'll we'll do like a in depth thing on that later at some point. I was, we hey, should also hey, hey rent, rent free, bro. That like rent we free. should do instead of like the worst fan bases as a team, the worst kinds of fans. Because the worst, the worst kind of fan, in my opinion, is the is the rent free thing. That is the dumbest oh, shit I've ever heard so, in my life. So bad. Because you'll yeah, see it is, come from anybody. You you like, you know, I'll, I'll even see, and I can use myself as the joke as as a Florida State fan. You know, you'll see like Florida fans talking shit about Florida State, and then you'll see a Florida State come rent free. But I don't think that right now, currently. We are living rent free in anyone's head. No, I, mean, I think we've all largely been forgotten about. So maybe yeah. drop the rent free, bro, and like let's try something else. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, for me, it always cracks me up because I'll see it with Bama and Georgia stuff, and it's like 
I mean, Twitter is just a, a hellscape of, of, of idiotic, idiotic comments, but like, there's been, <laughs> there's been people that have said it to me where it's like, Oh really? Like we're bringing up Bama and Georgia again. Like you, for a team that's beat us, you guys definitely want to talk to us. I'm like, dude, we just played a game against you guys. We like the game ended 45 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. So that is why we're talking about it on this app. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the worst fan. Um, do you want to talk about this uh, new Pac-12 commissioner? Oh, this is this was interesting. Um, so George Klykov, which I think is just a probably a Russian spy at yeah, this point, I, you know. Yeah. But he's the new Pac-12 commissioner, which you know you're, you're probably thinking to yourself if you haven't seen the news on this yet that why why on earth would anyone care about who was hired mm-hmm. as the Pac-12 commissioner? This What's is interesting a, a about Morgan it State is Beavers podcast. he was the president of entertainment and sports for MGM Resorts, which, yeah. as we know, uh, gambling getting much bigger, um, not only in college sports, but just in sports in general, um, as more and more states go to legalizing it in their state. I think it's going to be federally legal within the next five years. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's moving oh. too fast at this point, I feel like. You know, because everyone got excited. The train's about the, coming down the tracks, brother. Everyone got excited about the cannabis uh, movement, and that, that's going to be a much slower movement. I think the sports gambling thing is going to be out of control. I, it's a slippery slope. And I tell you, I mean, I'm not going to get into it with this whole mass thing and Biden trying to control our bodies, but I just, it's, there's too much going on. And I think this, this country needs Jesus more than anything. Actually, now that I say that out loud, that like it does actually kind of feel true. This country probably does need Jesus. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I just I thought this was interesting because he doesn't. He's not like a traditional guy that has a background necessarily in this um, field, right? Like like he right. he was a college athlete. Um, but I thought it was kind of interesting and out of the box. And listen, like we we shit on the Pac-12 for football as we should because they're garbage. But the Pac-12, the Conference of Champions, is routinely like the best all-around conference in the country. Partially because they win all these national championships for sports that no one else fucking plays, like water polo. Come sure, on, guys. yeah. Stanford's got yeah. like 65 teams. It, dude, <laughs> like there's so many sports that I didn't know existed. Like stuff like like beach volleyball is a college athlete. It's an actual athletic sport, like an incidentally sanctioned sport. Um, blows my mind. But they uh, like th- this guy not having a background that's I guess close to ties as like like with schools or um, or whatever. Like I think it, I think it's something that's, that was out of like outside the box and, and probably a good move if, if it's the Pac-12. And also anyone's a, like an upgrade from who they have. Larry, what's his name? Larry Scott. Yeah. That guy was the fucking worst. Um, now <laughs> I will say, but what I liked most about this was there's a tweet thread. Um, from this guy named Ralph Amsden, okay? On, uh, and he's, he said, <laughs> Larry Scott didn't have a Twitter, so it's kind of fun that Pac-12 hired someone who's been on here from the beginning. Here's a top five, here's my top 10 favorite old tweets, right? So it's like an old takes exposed or like a, you know, um, <laughs> he's like going through his, like all of his old tweets and shit, which like is pretty <laughs> toxic to do for most things, like the way, the way some people use that. This was hilarious. And <laughs> so he's got comments about like lebron being the goat over jordan um big macklemore fan it's quoting macklemore which is incredible <laughs> dancing in the vip at lebron and jay-z's nba two kings party this is becoming an annual affair 
at 2.30 in the morning, by the way. Uh, this is this is number seven, right? Randomly invited to celebrate Jackie Chan's 60th birthday. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's, he's like, we're just at a hotel in Beijing. And he's, he's fucking hanging out with Jackie Chan. Um, is, Jackie Chan looks phenomenal for 60, by the way. Yeah, he looks really, really good. Um, watching old people dance reminds me that young people don't know how to dance. Yeah, listen up, bitch. Have you seen TikTok? Uh, that was probably too much. He hates Virginia Tech. I don't, I don't know if he went to Virginia, but he he went off. He's like, like listen, like as somebody that is on a podcast and 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 is trying to make a path for himself in this industry, and didn't go get a journalism degree, doesn't give a shit about journalism for the most part, or those people that that have that big J shit because it's super pompous and arrogant, um, but also a fan of the sport they're trying to cover, and admittedly so. I kind of like it. And I thought it was refreshing that he was sitting here talking shit about Virginia Tech openly and not being like, hey, listen, I'm in a position of like, you know, a, a just very highly visible spot here. I can't I can't like be that degrading towards a school. No, he was like, fuck it. Virginia, Virginia Tech loses the UNC. Uh, this is a perfect night. Uh, <laughs> the Yanks win. Virginia Tech or Virginia Tech lost. UVA won all around great day. I feel like I've tweeted that about like Bam and the Red Sox. Only thing better than Virginia Tech losing is when they lose painfully. <laughs> I mean, he's one of us. I mean, he he yeah. hates Grayson Allen. He tweets about how much yeah, he hates yeah. Grayson Allen. Everybody hates Grayson Allen. Yeah, sure. He called him an unsportsmanlike crybaby choker. He hashtag all those too. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just. I mean, it's pretty incredible. And then and then my least favorite though, he did have one like you know chink in the armor here, which was. He said, can someone please build an Instagram plugin that removes pictures of kittens and puppies from my feed? I'd happily invest. Nelson, uh, calf cloth. Um, we're all for the, the cat hate. Cats are fucking snakes with legs. I've said it a thousand times. They are always up to no good. I fucking hate cats. Um, dogs, though? Puppies? You don't want to see puppy pictures? Like, I, This was like from 2012, but I just feel like there were so many times in 2020 alone where I'd get on Instagram and I'd be like, this is the worst fucking day of my life. I just, I want to go to bed. And then I would see a, a, a golden retriever like run to its owner after not seeing him for like six months. I'm like, no, this is the world is such a good place. Like there's so much happiness. <laughs> yeah. You, you can take the cat pictures though. Yeah. Fuck 100. 100. <laughs> um, yeah. So that should be interesting to see where that goes, you know, as maybe he's, he tries to position the pack 12 since they're, can't really compete uh, when it comes to football championships. Um, yeah. Maybe be more competitive in the gambling space, which would be interesting. There you go. All right. What's up next, Chris? We've got a few things here we could talk Drunk about. Drunk history. All right. Feed it to me. Mascots. Yeah. So this was brought by our good friend, Emery Picker. Love this dude to death. Um, big meme guy. Big, long-worded, super lengthy uh meme guy political stuff um really highbrow humor that i don't get for the most part but it's really I, I like it on facebook i hit the like button anyway emory picker said we should do something about uga's mascot um because it used to be a goat and like when i first saw it i almost tried to Did it really? remove it okay strap in strap in <laughs> so this week's trunk history we're going to talk mascots and mainly sec mascots we could talk about national because i'm sure there's some Great stories for some of the stupid shit that people have chosen. Um, you know, there, there are teams with, like, Presbyterian. They're, they used to be the Blue Hose. Uh, or maybe they still are. I don't know. Um, there's a team with the Banana Slugs. I forgot even where they are. But anyway, the SEC, 
I just, <laughs> I'm not trying to be super cynical about everything, but I feel like the older I get and the more I read into stuff, I, I just realized that so many traditions that we have were because of something stupid. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> so we'll start with UGA and kind of go through the other ones, but uh, this is the story. So UGA in their first ever football game um, was uh, against Auburn. And it was in Atlanta, Georgia, at, at uh, Piedmont Park. I've brought up a thousand times throughout the years. It's my favorite rivalry. Um, but in Piedmont Park. Also, you know this, that game was in February. February 22nd. Hmm. Yeah. That so, sounds miserable. Um, so for his first football game against Auburn, they, uh, their mascot was a goat. Old newspaper clippings indicate that the goat wore a black coat with red UG letters. On each side. He also had on a hat with ribbons all down his high horns. And the Auburn fans yelled, this is typical Auburn, because, you know, they're awful. Um, throughout the game, they yelled, shoot the billy goat. And then Auburn won seven to six and actually slaughtered the goat. Such, the <laughs> such an SEC thing. Yeah. Well, like, the now, <laughs> now I feel like somebody, like, like if Harvey Updike was around then, he probably would have killed that fucking goat. Um. Yeah, so but but going through like like UGA like obviously they're like they're the Bulldogs and now they have what is basically the pet version of Danny DeVito, just this heavy breathing, short, fat um, uh, bulldog. And but it, it used to like their second mascot was a female bull terrier. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was owned by a student, um, and you you can just tell that most of the shit's just made up. Like it just a thousand percent made up. So its name was Trilby. It looks like it has a lazy Trilby? eye. Trilby. Like, like today that would be cool. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, not back then. I don't th it was based off of a uh a, a novel or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was a novel by George de Moyer. Um, it served as a campus pet and mascot for the Kai Pi fraternity or Kai Phi. Disputing stories speculate the origin of the Bulldog nickname. The story of Trilby provides yet another opinion. Every day Trilby took herself down to old Hurdy Field. Shout out, by the way, Hurdy, John Hurdy, I think his name is. I think uh, there was a Hurdy Hall at Georgia College as well. So, okay. um, big dog with with her master uh, for football practice. She ran signals with the best of them and became an accustomed figure on the athletic field. One morning, Trilby fa failed to appear for her breakfast. After a frantic search, she was finally discovered proudly washing the faces of her newborn family with thirteen white puppies. Late one dusky fall afternoon, Trilby appeared for a grid a grid workout. And scampering after her came her 13 children darting through the players' legs, barking in, in pace. Well, suggested one of the players, Trilby has brought us a, a name, Bulldogs. There's no fucking way this is real. There's absolutely no... Like, Trilby. Yeah. This is the most Disney bullshit ever of like 101 Dalmatians basically come to the football practice. Like, well, <laughs> looks like we've got a, a new mascot. <laughs> um. Anyway, so... That is stupid. But uh, so then the next one was Mr. Angel, a brindle and white colored English bulldog. I'm not going to go through all of them, but basically it's just then it became a bunch of uh, bulldogs. Um, and there's like, more reasonable than a goat. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like what is a goat going to do at, like as a mascot? Just, just sit there less miles than the shit out of the entire game just eating yeah there you go just eating grass the entire game um it, it does say that in 1956 the school officially adopted you uh, or Uga, who is the head of a line of all white english bulldogs 
patrol the sidelines uh, in Athens to this day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> patrol. Yeah, he's, yeah. Just lounging around. Uh, Getting his fat ass on a, on a bag of ice yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Um, anyway. These nuts. There, that's a lot but uh anyway so that like but it kind of opened open the door to this this topic because there's a lot of um dumb like mascots and shit like that in general bama's mascot is stupid as shit like so like the way bama got their mascot okay um is is in 1930 it's one of the national championship years and it ain't, it ain't up for de- debate either that, that's a, they were undefeated Harvard um, was good. Harvard was good, but it was between Harvard. The tide. It was the Ace Hardware out in Kennesaw, and then it was also <laughs> Alabama. And they, like those three, listen, three of the best things I've ever seen. Um, and of course, we, so, we crushed Auburn that year. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that, like, with as dumb as SEC fans are now, do you think that's how they were, like, in the 30s? Like, like I know they couldn't argue on Twitter, but do you think there was, like, some just fucking idiot named, like, Jericho and he was saying shit like that. Like we we crushed Auburn this year. We we crushed Ace Ace Hardware. Rent what? free, bro. Rent. <laughs> you don't we, live in a fucking won. house, Jericho. <laughs> we went we won in 27, 28, 29, and 30. That All is right? eight so, years in a row. Last year we won six to two. Y'all could only muster up a safety. That's right. Rent <laughs> free, yeah. brother. <laughs> I, I tell you what um by the way i watched i watched the, i watched the uh fcs national championship before we started recording which is a fantastic game and i just i really wish that i like watched it at a bar because I, I i wanted to be that guy that was saying she like they got a couple of guys that could play d1 they i mean they i tell you um anyway so but the way that bama got their name was that ajc writer atlanta journal constitution um he he they came out and the defensive line, basically, um, they were so big and imposing, which means they probably weighed like a hundred and like fifty eight pounds. Uh, they he called them like they looked like a bunch of angry red elephants. And Bama, which stupidly enough was like, "We're the Tide, we're Crimson Tide." They didn't have a mascot. Um, it was probably just like a guy in the KKK riding a horse at that point, to be honest. That's uh, true. And, but so they adopted the elephants and then that that's how they became just just from some guy just saying not yeah it's not related to the like he was an ajc writer like that nothing to do with the school (laughs) um because i'm pretty sure that those are not like indigenous to the state elephants no doesn't seem i don't think so um let's see here arkansas used to be known as the cardinals because of the color of their jerseys. Uh, and then in 1909, Arkansas coach Hugo Bezdek said his team played like a, a wild band of Razorback Hogs. So I actually believe go. that. Also, that Bezdek guy sounds just basically like the Houston nut of the 1910s. Um, let's see here. Uh, Florida? Th- think, about, think about this. University of Florida. Very proud university and with a fan base and alumni. A law student, Austin Miller, went in to order some pennants for his dorm room and realized that the university didn't have a mascot. Miller picked the alligator for his pennants since he couldn't think of another school that had an animal, that animal as its mascot. The school brought its first live alligator, Al, in 1957, and in 1970 introduced the first costume. So this guy was like, man, I got to decorate the dorm. We don't have any, we don't have a mascot. And it was like, what, what does no other school have? 
how about what's like literally in your fucking backyard because you live in florida yep and they're everywhere and there's, there's like, like some dude named jebediah going back there catching <laughs> along with his hands yeah which is i feel like what i'll bring it to games on campus like, i also i wish that they redid this now like because if if a student goes down to florida right and it's like we need a, we need a mascot like what's around here that no one else has a mascot like you could like the bath salts you could be oranges oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be pretty good um also an alarming amount of colors named as as like mississippi state up until 1961 mississippi state was known as the maroons the maroons that sounds like a shitty fucking like boy band like in like yeah. like 1950s <laughs> like a, like a doo-wop group like it's like from from motown that's ridiculous you know, Ole Miss was, they had fun with that one. More like well, morons, no. am I right? <laughs> I'm sure they didn't say that. They, they, that's all sportsmanship. Um, okay, this one's interesting. Uh, Missouri's is based off of something in the Civil War. We're not going to get into that. They named it, they named him Truman, which is in reference to Missouri born United States President Harry S. Truman. That one actually sounds pretty good. The zoo is consistently the smartest school at the conference now so i don't know i'm also reading this from an sds article um from 2015 or 2016 it's like the origin of every current uh mascot so when you said old miss probably made fun of mississippi state no incorrect <laughs> well missus is the rebel black bear at this point um well that's true and that was that was tough uh well, they were probably riding high back when the when Mississippi State was the Maroons, thinking, "Yeah, Rebels will never come into some sort of controversy." Dude, I honestly, and I, I didn't realize it obviously because I was little, but I always thought it was so cool that you had this like Colonel Sanders looking thing, and they all had like the Rebel flags, and like again, like I was like seven, didn't know that this was right. horrible, you know. Um, but like it, <laughs> what still cracks me up is everyone that is so like. Like you could say whatever you want. Well, that mascot was based off of that from you know the 1890s. The University of Mississippi, they didn't just base their mascot off that. Like their whole identity was based off of, of the Confederacy. Their their uniforms are based off of the Confederate fucking uniforms. It's like navy blue and silver pants. Like that's that's why they wear those. It's kind of crazy. Um anyway. Very interesting. Yeah. So there's they're gonna be the Mississippi, they're gonna be the Mississippi football team soon. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Um, South Carolina, uh, for its first decade, they had several. The, the these a variety of nicknames, but they mostly struggled on the field. They had the Fighting Gamecocks was first used in 1900. It's a reference to Revolutionary War hero General Thomas Sumter, South Carolina native who was called the Fighting Gamecock. So Big Spur first appeared as a mascot in 1978. The bird was succeeded by Cocky at Homecoming 1980. Um, they also call him Cockle Doodle Lou. I don't get that. It's tough. Yeah. Um, anyway, we don't have to go through all these, but I just I, I mean, thought I it was coming uh... up with jokes back in like the 1920s. <laughs> hey, uh, Cockle Doodle Lou. That's eh? it. Would just put all rhyme rhyming things. That's it. <laughs> well, the cost of gas, huh? But they also had gas shortages then. There would have been so many. Like a comedy club in that day and age would have been like my biggest fucking nightmare just a bunch of people dirty ass people that like like didn't shower today wearing like drinking milk like it's like the mcpoyle twins from like always sunny like that would have been the whole fucking crowd 
So speaking of asshole of the week. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> you put this in here and then I'll I'll uh, I'll cap us off with the uncensored moment of the week. Yeah. Oh yeah. So just like this doesn't have to be a recurring segment, but Juwan James, former Tennessee offensive tackle, who's a first round draft pick, um, was cut this week, which means he will not from the Denver Broncos, which means he will not receive his $10 million salary because he tore his Achilles during a non-team um workout like a voluntary workout basically off-season stuff like this guy was trying to stay in shape get in shape for the fucking season towards achilles that's and tough look there 10 million dollars like so from the broncos standpoint it's obvious why they did it and i understand why but so he he's he was a first round draft pick he started 62 games over like his first five years down in uh in miami um i think it was miami and then then he had um i think it was miami Anyway, so then he came to Denver, and he only had three games I think he played in, like, 2019. Then he opted out of 2020. So you haven't really gotten a lot of, like, value in his contract or production either, but that's such a cold thing to do. That That is – Well, it's just a reminder that the NFL is straight up – and it's it's the reason why, you know, largely over the last 30 years that we've all been college football fans, uh, you like college football so much more because you're always reminded that the NFL is such a business and it's, yeah. uh, it could be cold as hell. And, and college football turned into it to that too now to an extent, but yeah, that's brutal, man. You know, it'd be yeah. like me going out and to no fault of my own, like becoming injured, not being able to do my job. And they're just like, well, you, you shouldn't have gone out there and played basketball Tyler. So <laughs> you're out. I'm a hooper, dude. Yeah, so that's tough. Tough news. Um, so the uncensored moment of the week this week, uh, it's, it's gonna actually going to be a follow-up of the last one we did. Yeah. Because this this story is just taking a lot of turns. So <laughs> uh, the university, former uh, University of South Carolina president, uh, which that's an update from the last time, um, Bob Caslin, uh, officially resigned as president. Um, so... Chris, we remember, uh, you know, of course, last time uh, we were making fun of Mr. Caslin for, uh, you know, saying the newest alumni of the University of California, which obviously yeah. seemed like he was like drunk, maybe, or something was weird. Yeah, maybe there was a little bit of a slurring of speech. Not sure. But, you know, we said, hey, look, you know, maybe the guy just he was he was a little nervous to get up on stage. Maybe he, you know, threw a couple too few many back and you know, he slipped. Yeah. Well, turns out um, his entire speech was actually just ripped <laughs> off of uh, a former Navy SEAL. But Chris, this this so so it, it ended up being, and I don't know, we've got a new producer, like the most famous famous Navy SEAL. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is one of the like this speech is this ever. speech has thirteen million views on YouTube. Okay, so it's not just some it's like obscure speech. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you got Admiral William McRaven, who, you know, is the Navy SEAL who led the mission to kill Osama bin Laden. He's got this awesome speech at the University of Texas, 2014 commencement address. Motherfucker took the exact speech that has literally more than 13 million views on every channel that has posted it on YouTube. And he took it word for word. And, so and- that part to me is that like... I, I said this, and, and Feinbaum actually brought this up too, which made me kind of proud that I made a, a what seemed like a valid point if he backed it up. Like not a caller, but Feinbaum. Um, that, like if you, like if you spent all that money on tuition, which we know how expensive college is and all that kind of shit, and like 
that's like the that's like the biggest fear I feel like of a lot of college students if you care about grades is like they they I've never used a fucking bibliography once since I since I walked across <laughs> that fucking stage I have like not once someone be like can you show me that in MLA format never fucking once but like yeah. in college that was a big deal and you had to go through all this and you had to cite your sources and go through all this where did you learn that from that you know, all this different stuff and if like the, if it was even close to being like plagiarism, it was a big issue. And this guy plagiarized the whole fucking speech of somebody. That, like what? <laughs> it would, would be like doing you... like the, like I have the dream speech. It'd just be right. like this is mine. <laughs> Listen, like a couple of words I have from my heart. Like like it would only would have been better if he was like reading from a paper and then was like, no, and just put it back in his pocket. I'm gonna say this off the cuff. It's like, then he takes uh, it back out of his pocket. Yeah, I I remember one time I was at a wedding, by the way, where this the best man was giving a speech, and he couldn't have been more dramatic about it. He like, like, walks up to take the mic. Uh, his name was Rico, and the guy who was getting married was Miko, and it was fucking incredible. And so he, oh, he gets it was it was awesome. So he gets it's the best wedding I've ever been to. Gets 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 up to take the mic, and you could tell he rehearses. He goes, "No, I don't even need that, dog." And, and then like drops the mic and it makes this oh. the noise and everyone's like, Oh, and you just hear, you just hear the, <laughs> the wedding coordinator. She goes, we've already been over this. You do need the microphone for the audio, for the video. <laughs> it, was like, it was so fucking funny. Um, so he, already rehearsed been over this. The, yeah. he rehearsed that clearly. Like, yeah. Anyway, but no, so yeah. going back to the Caslin thing. So I guess at the beginning of all this, I thought it was so weird that he said, he like, he's like, you know, I've, I'll submit my letter of resignation if the university still wants me or whatever. Like, I understand if they don't, but I was like, what? Like this, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I don't, did, I don't know if anyone knew right off the bat that he had plagiarized the whole fucking speech. And then like, there's like, he just was drunk and slurring his words. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, you so, yourself, dude. So anyways, um, it's, it's not, not a great ending there for, um, not great, Bob. Uh, <laughs> literally, Bob Caslin. Not great for you. Um, so no longer the president at uh, USC. So as the world turns, just an unbelievable story. Can't believe he thought he would get away with that. Um, but let's not forget, this is the guy that uh, was in charge of, you know, hiring Will Muschamp and those type things. So sure. Were there like, were there, I don't know that speech. I haven't listened to it, but. Was there anything that like stood out that like made people notice it? Was it like sort of like like him reading it like this old white dude? It's like I remember we stormed the cave or Bin Laden was gonna be or something. Like like did he like did he yeah. go full on like ladies and gentlemen we got him. Um, so there's a we and like I was about I was mentioning earlier we have a new producer. I I don't know if he we have the capabilities yet of putting in audio clips, but there is an account from South Carolina that actually put out the frame by frame to show like they, they, they cut from McRaven back to the USC president back. And he says the exact same words like he didn't change it at all. (laughs) That's incredible. That's, I mean, (laughs) if we can find it, we'll have the, we'll have our new producer put it in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, we were going to have him on, but we will have him on next week. Um, you know, uh, don't fret. We'll, is not gone. Um, he is still on the other podcast, uh, the SEC or the SDS podcast. So he will still be doing stuff, just not with us. Um, so, yeah, 
Um, pretty, pretty excited though. Dan Matthews is going to be working with us. Who's uh, one of my good buddies from, from Twitter actually. Um, but he's like a local guy that like works in this industry uh, like for production and editing and all that kind of stuff that I don't know about um, with six, eight of the fan here in Atlanta. He's an awesome dude. Um, so we're actually really excited, especially some of the new capabilities we'll be able to do. So, yeah, we're fired up. New producer. Hey, new year, new us, even though it's the middle of 2021. Very good point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, anything, anything left for you, Chris, today as we sign out here? No, Allie's at the pool by herself getting, getting drunk. So I would like to go join her. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's like, what is it? Like 4.30 there? Thoughtsdale, Arabona. Um, <laughs> she is not like that joke once. Uh, yeah, it's 4.30 here. That's incredible. Well, go go get yourself a cocktail. Enjoy your week. I will be back here in Atlanta. And um, go follow us at CFB underscore uncensored. We just roused up the crowd this weekend with the Ohio State article. Um, so come join in on that fun. And uh, go Apple Podcast. Five-star review. Go subscribe. Super important to us. Super important for the growth of the show. So we would appreciate that. For Chris... I'm Tyler. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.